Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Madrid's Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. Hi, Z. Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to my house. I know. This is lovely. We're around the wooden table with these lovely collection of mismatched chairs. I like that you've done. This is very block. Yes. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh. Oh. Sean can't hear that. I hope. <laughs> no, this is very design du jour. Yeah, this this the mismatched cafe, cafe chairs. chairs. Yes. Not not a huge hit with all of our friends. Really? Uh, you know, one of my best mates, uh, Andrew, hates them. Guys, really? no, it's rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Oh, no, I think you've done a delightful job here. Thank um, you. I uh, feel a little underdressed. Well, I uh, oh, look. I'm a little. I'm a little dusty today. Mm. Had a few espresso martinis last night with oh. the ladies. Uh, oh. Pillow today. fights? No, no pillow fights. Unfortunately, oh. uh, just me sitting at home um, watching the end of a doco, eating baked beans on toast oh. <laughs> at about one o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Always a high point. Just texting old mate, thinking of you. <laughs> but I have, um, I've turned right. up here in my exercise gear, mm. and uh, and I wanted to just ask you a couple of things. The first is they, they're great. They're, they're sitting as high <laughs> as ever. They're solid. I um, am somebody who wears exercise gear as their version of tracky dacks. Like yes. This is my comfort clothing. When I'm at, this is relaxed. Public holiday Monday. This is public holiday me. But I've often gotten shit from people mm. about wearing gym clothes when you're not on the way to the gym. Well, like see, that's a problem, is it? Okay, it is if you're obese. If you are <laughs> an attractive young lady like your good self, I and mean, you're wearing the tight... Yeah, I'm wearing the leggings, the three quarters. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. It's like being able to go to a fruit shop when you're going, when you're walking behind someone. Ooh, look, it's an apple. <laughs> the other thing that I am having a little difficulty with at the moment is let me lean forward and um, get you to have a look at my grey hairs. Have a look. Wow! <laughs> what is this? I know. Wow. That is. Wow. Pretty much mm. an all-over coverage. Wow. All right. Now, I, sh- I, I, I see your grey hair and I show you I don't want to see you. Oh. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, you know I love a lifestyle blog. Yes. Um, headline on the City Morning Herald today that I wanted to repeat to you. This is from the Life and Style section. Oh, goodness. Why is childbirth still such a pain? <laughs> because a baby's coming out of your. You know that what? is why. Yeah, it's pretty damn simple. What? What is? I mean, what's the crux of the article? I know with these things, just like um, your autumn guide to trees and shrubs, you <laughs> read the title and then you don't read anything after that. Well, I gave up after the first paragraph here because if medicine can perform miracles like organ transplants, how come having a baby in the twenty first century still hurts so much? Oh my god! I think this is a thing with uh, with mothers. So my good friend Christy Williamson. Oh, g'day, Christy. How g'day, Christy. are you? Uh, so she's Touch just recently toes. had. A a baby oh. and she didn't have any pain relief for it wow. and she, no epidural nothing nothing and she oh. her labor was uh i think she said it was something like three and a half hours oh, oh well how's this mates of mine just mm. had a kid 18 hours oh no 18 hours no 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 this is what scares me and mm. but the thing is right so you're not she, gonna do that bit well what i reckon you, I, re- I reckon the pain bit you're gonna freak do you think you're gonna be a great mum? Mm. you're gonna be a great pregnant lady mm-hmm. i think think you might be a little bit too scared during the push-push bit. Yeah, I reckon you're going to be right there. But I mean, I'll be there. 
Jeg hopper i det at det er business end og du skal nu she's just check yeah, she's starlighted yeah. plus one will be chuffed with that yeah. plus one can get out of the way Dr. Paulie's delivering this baby. Um, but she was saying that, you know, now she's a part of a mother's group and things, and she said that, you know, when she's in this mother's group, there are all these women who are like, oh, let's exchange labour stories, and everybody is talking, like one-upping yeah, how painful yeah, yeah. it was, and then it gets around to her and she goes, three and a half hours, no epidural. And they're all like, oh, really? Oh, you must have been such a slut when you were You must have been such a slut. If a baby could just fall out of you, you must have been a slut. Exactly. You must have been like Annabelle Chong. <laughs> and then they're all like, okay. Then she goes to the next mother's group and it's like, okay, everybody, let's change stories about how our baby sleeps. And she's like, mine sleeps through the night for nine hours. And everyone's like. Because you're such a slut. Yeah. You're such a slut. And the blue light disco, you're always such a slut. <laughs> but this is the thing about motherhood. I think it becomes such a sense of competition. Yeah, yeah. And the reality is if your baby falls out of your in three and a half hours and you didn't have to have any pain meds. Like, let, why are we not high-fiving? Just go, well done, you got away with it. You know that uh, actually in this vein of um, getting pregnant and having babies and things, I wanted to tell you a little story uh, that I saw online this week about a man called the Sperminator. Oh. Have you heard of this guy? Uh, no, sounds like a hobby though. He, it, I, it is a hobby. So his name is uh, Ed Huben hmm. and he is uh, from the Dutch town of Maastricht and he is a tour guide over there in and of itself. Itself, not a terribly interesting story. Until the Sperminator. <laughs> is there he, a costume? There is no costume, but there should be because he's not an all, he's not all that attractive. Uh, but at first, he you know he had met a friend of his who couldn't have children, and he thought, well, that's a really tough situation to be in. I would like to help people who can't have children, so he started to donate sperm. Now that is a noble beginning to this story. Mm. He donated so much sperm that he kind of overdid the quota at the local hospital. Oh, so wow. he what then. What, in one go? No, 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 just in sort of visits. Oh. Apparently they sort of had a limit of how much uh, how much they were willing to accept. So he went around and sort of donated to it as many places as he could and then eventually <laughs> he thought, well, I'm going to cut out the middleman. I'm going to start my own website. Oh. Now he doesn't charge for the thing, which is great. You can't sell that kind of material. It's illegal. Generous. That's fine. Gener- very generous of him. But – I'm thinking to myself, well, this bloke's obviously got a bunch of people in hazmat suits bottling up the liquid gold and sending it out. No, no, no. Hmm. He says on his website that the most effective method of delivery oh, is, is direct. Is direct. Yeah, you dirty <laughs> bastard. direct. And that he says, you know, usually with him, he's oh. seen in the past, you know, he's fathered about 99 kids. He should know what works and what doesn't. He no. says that on average with him, artificial insemination takes one to 12 months, mm. but the natural way oh. just takes one to three cycles. Oh, right. You see, so you just you, you might have to give it a few goes, but it's going to be a much shorter process, which makes me think he's cutting the stuff he's sending out. Well, you're correct, you know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I mean, what about that? So rather than saying, look, it, it's a high-wire act, but one and done, no, it's one to three. Yeah. So three times. So yeah. this bloke is generously offering his super sperm. Oh, yeah. 
To get one away three times with a stranger. Not only that, so he's upgraded his uh, bedroom in his house at the cost of $14,000 because apparently these women fly at their expense to his home and he puts them up for the shag fest. But basically he likes to develop a rapport, right, before. So he'll get an email from somebody saying, I'm interested in your bits and pieces downstairs, and he starts to engage them in conversation. Now, (laughs) apparently, apparently... When you are the sperminator, you can afford to be picky because... Oh, Oh, he's knocked people back. He knocks people back for these reasons. He says, with most of them, it starts with an email. If she's not dyslexic but she makes mistakes every second word, it's not my cup of coffee. Oh, hang on. Mate, you jizz into a cup for a hobby. (laughs) You can't afford to be picky. (laughs) So then he says that he asks for a photo of these women, right? This is a... Dating website. I know. And one woman, he w- she said, I'm five foot and 300 pounds. And he wrote back and said, I'll be happy to talk to you when you go on a diet. <laughs> now, at this point, may I just show you the man in question? Oh, get stuff. <laughs> Can he afford to be picky? That is a disgrace. <laughs> he, he looks a little bit like an ugly Kenneth Branagh. Yes, he's 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 a little overweight. He can't afford to turn around and say, "How about you go on a diet, sweetheart?" But apparently, this is the kicker too, right? So obviously, a lot of his clients are women who can't have children with their current partner. Now, they he has to sit in the corner and watch. They do. Oh no! They do. He has to. He That's has a genre. Yes, this is this That's some porn MD. This is just a porn setup, right? So some of the couples come, and he impregnates the wife while the man sits in the adjacent room watching television. No, no. But some of the other people request to watch it, and he says, "I understand. They just want to be present for the conception of their child." No, mate, they're f- sicker than you. <laughs> Guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. You know I'm a fan of yoga, P. Murray. Oh, and I'm a fan of yoga on you. Is <laughs> what? that? As in, I think you look fit. Okay, thank you very much. Just, just, just checking. Could uh, that be misconstrued? I, I think it could be. Yeah. I'm even thinking at the moment of buying myself a little mat and doing a little at-home yogs. Oh, I've become one you, of those people. Okay, darling. Yes. You can't fit in more exercise. No, in the same way true. that I. And, you know, yes. stop. Okay, all right. I, I do think, yes, I do need a few hours in the day. Unless you're going to bicker them up your bedroom. <laughs> well, things do get steamy in there. Ooh. Ooh. And a little farty. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the idea of Bikram yoga? I can't think no. of anything I would do like to do less mm. than be in a room that is heated to Petri dish temperature. Correct. With a whole bunch of sweaty, breathy people mm. dripping on like communal yoga yeah. mats, it just seems to me to be disgusting. I see your Bikram yoga and I raise you a steam room because that's the awkwardness oh. of being topless. Oh, yeah. When you just sit around just going, eh, oh, a lot of sweat under my man. Oh, and also they, they're always tiled for obvious reasons because things have to be hosed down or whatever, but then everything just accumulates on tiles oh. and I just always think I'm just wallowing around in people's dribbly bits. Well, but exactly. But what, what about the, the we're marinating with oh, other people? Oh, yeah, not but good. But what, what, what about the steam room? Does that turn no. you on at all? It's no. The same, it's the same idea about just being... Well, the, a sauna, though, is better. A sauna is a drier heat. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a sweat, but you don't feel... And you're on the cedar, you're on the wood. Oh, you know, uh, back on, in the hang days... On, hang on, There's a look there what? that says, Rach, 
Rach, this, okay, I know Rach pretty well. That's the, I've got a story, but don't ask me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know where... you're getting a little detailed I... about the cedar and then all I remember was the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and my hand going down Titanic style on the window. <laughs> you know that pre-bankruptcy yes. uh, in, the, in the house that Dad built... Uh, <laughs> the house the dad misses in the, in the house that dad misses Oh god it's so true In the house that tears built um, Oh shit it's such a bad story But we had a sauna oh, Dad awesome. built a sauna in the house I love And you, so we When I was a kid when I was in like year six we would I would have friends over And we'd all get in our swim, swimming costumes And we'd all go and hang out in this <laughs> ridiculous sauna That was off the gym there. That was off the bar That was off the pool off the jetty Like what what a ridiculous life. Anyway, back to yoga. So I uh, go quite often to classes and there's a, a guy that teaches who's a Russian guy with the most hilariously thick accent. Like, thank Christ it's a demonstrative art because if he was not doing what he was saying, I would have no idea what he's asking me to you do. You should do lotus now. <laughs> he always begins the class with... Sit quietly, uh, breathe like air going into your body, air going out of your body. Okay, that's how it's, breathing usually works. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I thought. Yeah, but then again, you've also done a four-day course to learn how to step. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm teaching this week, by the way. Oh, good uh, so I'm lying there in one of the positions with the, in the old spinal twist. And uh, the great thing about yoga is it's very, you know, it's very calming. I'm lying there. I'm closing my eyes. I'm present on my mat, as they always ask you to be. And and I'm just in my own world. I'm enjoying a stretch. And I have opened my eyes just in the moment that I've noticed he is standing above me just staring. So just Russian balls. <laughs> there are just, there's a Russian scrotum just above you. In a pair of tight Lululemon pants. Oh, just... Do you like what I have for you? Just imagine I'm going in of your body and out of your body. <laughs> are you present on my <laughs> Now this week, I'm not going to blow me trumpet here, but then oh. we're getting to a story. Are we getting to this? Are yeah. you going to talk about this? Yeah. Little invitation. Yeah. Yeah, just... Somebody's got a golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> golden leaf ticket. Oh, you, the Prime Minister and Mrs. Margie, Margie Abbott, Abbott, request the pleasure of the company of Mr. Paul Murray and guest at the Parliamentary Reception mm. in the presence of their Royal Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, pardonnez-moi. Well, what can I say? Uh, the Prime Minister is a massive fan of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah, it's kind of cool, isn't it? It's, it's really exciting. It's it's this thing where um, I've heard a lot of people uh, rolling eyes, shit-canning royals and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And look, there is so many celebrity visits that I genuinely couldn't care less about. Yep. I don't have a problem with these people. No, like, God no. They seem like a delightful couple. But also, what's wrong with a good news story? But you know what I do notice? George seems like a little shit. <laughs> yes. Don't you think? He's always no. going into playgroups and stealing the biggest toys. Mm. He's down there at the bloody Bilby enclosure that they've named after him just thinking he's a bit of all right and he's yeah. bloody nappy or whatever. It's like he thinks he's one day going to be the king of England. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Now, Rach, I'm not going to show you a video, mm -hmm. but I'm going to play you some audio. Okay. I want you to tell me what you think this is, okay? okay? Um... 
somebody lighting a fire or chopping wood? No. Somebody playing a kazoo? No, not quite. I really don't want it to be sexual. <laughs> Two turtles, Rudy. Oh! I'm a bit of an advocate for Tinder. Yes. I well, not anymore, I hope. Well, not anymore. Absolutely not anymore. But I am. It's okay, plus one. Really. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on it for you, mate. I am, I am going around spreading the word of this dating app yeah. because for kids like me who aren't daters, I would sometimes go on a date once every three years, yeah. you know, and it just widens the net and it and it takes away a lot of the uh, pressure of mm. each individual date because you're turning up and you know that, you know, you could have another one this week. It's not going to be like you're not going to meet somebody for five years. So I have a lot of lovely, delightful single girlfriends and I've been mm. trying to get them on board the Tinder train and a lot of them are engaging in it and having a great time. So a dear friend of mine, I mean, she is a, a Tinder high point. You know, if any dude flicking through those photos is going to be like, swipe you are, oh, yes, I'm swiping for yes. So she started talking to a few blokes and she decided that she was sort of back and forthing with this one guy. And she's like, oh, I think we should, you know, meet up. And so they decide to meet up, have a little drink. And so she's sitting there at the bar and he walks in and she realises, oh, We've been on a date already. Oh, <laughs> hang on. This is an actual version of the Pina Colada song. What do you mean? Because the Pina Colada song is where um, somebody puts an, uh, uh, in the personal column. Oh, yeah, know, uh, yeah. Do you like the Pina Colada walk in the rain? Yeah. And then he replies to the personal column only to realise that it's his girlfriend that he meets. Oh, well, this is, yeah, this is a Pina Colada story. There we go. Because <laughs> she, he walked in. Thank you for going with me. Uh, my, my pleasure, anytime. And she, she said, oh shit like we've been on a date and he turned up and was like oh and she's cut all her hair off so she was a long brunette girl and now she's a short-haired blonde girl but she hadn't recognized his photos I don't know how and then she said to me the worst part of the entire thing and I'm gonna beat this I'm, I'm sorry about that the worst part of the entire thing was that I realized we'd gone out had a sort of decent night and we'd ended up sort of back at his place and so I just to get it over and done with and left. <laughs> you know what I like about the modern lady? What? She's not impolite. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Right, your quick shout out. <gasps> yes. Uh, mate of ours, Trevor Long. Good oh, man. Trev. Trev is a good bloke. And Trevor runs a website called Your Tech Life. Good podcast. Go check it out. Uh, he's also got another website, which is EFTM, which is all about technology, all the rest of it. I give him a shout out because... He tweets about oh, he us, does. he takes photos, he Instagrams. He's a big fan of the show and he's a lovely, lovely man as well. And he's helped us out a lot. I notice his tweets and things and he takes a little photo of the console of his car when he's listening to the Ball and Rage podcast. We love you, Trev. 
Thank you for the support. Good man. Now, last week uh, we had a lot of fun singing uh, the song from Pretty Woman. This week I just want to play a song to you and I want to see your reaction to the video. Now, this is a game you can play with your friends via our Facebook page. Just go searching for Paul and Rach. Here's a song by a man called Peter McCann. Is this 70s? This sort of male weakness was very attractive back then, wasn't it? Harry High Pants. Here comes the great. Listen to this as a chorus. All right. Here we go. The least sexual person I have ever seen in my life is asking if I would like to make love or just fall around. I'm going to go with neither, thanks, mate. What great lyrics, Wow. How did this begin with Trevor, though? <laughs> I'm thinking, what's the, what's the link of Trevor to this bloke? No, disconnected. Sorry, Trevor, oh. you're off the hook. You're sweet. <laughs> this was Trevor in a past life. Keep <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Paulie. Hello. It's time for Paul and Rach's Tech Time. Hi. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beyond 2000 without the budget. <laughs> Where are Flying Cars PS yeah. Beyond 2000 What a load of crap I watched that show Every single week Loved it to bits Not a damn thing Has materialised It seems the only thing That lasted beyond 2000 Was Amanda Keller's career That's yeah, true Very <laughs> true Now I wanted to ask you About a little app That you can get On your telephone It's like a privacy vault You know how You have photos sometimes In your phone That mm. maybe you don't want Other people to see For example um, When I was doing uh, The last show I did uh, With Mez and Jules uh, We went up to the Gold Coast For a, an event And we had a guy Who came up and asked if he could have a photo with Merrick. So I said, let me take the photo. So I lifted up his camera and I uh, went to take a photo and then I went, oh, I'll just take another one. And so I went to tap the screen and it went back to the scroll of photos and there were a collection of photos that he'd taken of himself of an erect penis in his underpants. Yeah. Yeah. The Anthony Weiner. Yeah, it was an Anthony Weiner. Oh. So there's those moments, you know, where you're scrolling through and maybe you and your partner send some saucy texts and, you mm. know, you have photos in there and so you want somewhere Why private to put it. Why do you make this it? sound like you may need this at the moment? <laughs> Just a little distance between you and plus one? <laughs> is, there, is there a reason you've discovered a cloud that nobody can crack, Rachel? <laughs> I just oh, you're turning red. It's listened. not that hot in here. Don't. Don't. But what I was wondering Mm. is whether these apps are actually just a very clever hacker's way of getting their own private collection of everybody else's saucy pics. Correct. Is is this what this is? Well, why? Okay. There's not a lot of nobility on the internet. No. And if somebody's just turned around and gone, how good's this? And my, my whole thing is the world of amateur adult film and amateur, you know, screenshots and all of that, mm-hmm. surely people aren't uploading it. There's got to be some sort of this is halfway house where you you are actually, by accident, donating to the Bang Bros. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> bang bros. This is what I think that this might be because the part of me that is, you know, very trustworthy individual thinks, well, of course you wouldn't create this unless you wanted to help people out. But I really think that if you – and if you have one of these privacy apps, I think you should be careful because mm. I think that maybe your bits and pieces are actually going into – the spank bank of some little guy who computer programs. But, but see, this is also the thing, you know, FaceTime or uh, Skype or any of those things. Mm. So say like if, if you know, if, if, if your husband or partner is over serving in the military and you decide to give him a bit of a saucy dance. Yes, yes. There's nothing to say that the person on the other end doesn't screen cap all the time. But also that Re- if you can get into sort of NASA and the Pentagon as a hacker, mm. as if there's some, not some bloke just checking out your Skype feed and just watching you talk saucy to your partner. Okay, Rachel Corbett. <laughs> what are you doing? Naked. Let's see what comes <laughs> up. No! Uh, Please don't say anything. Uh, hang on. What comes up? Rachel Corbett naked. What? That's what comes up. Oh my god, that kind of looks like me. <laughs> Is that <laughs> That's absolutely not me, but you have a look at that face and that looks it looks like my face. That... I like the back arch. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that, aren't I? I? I'd leave that out there as a little bit of advertising, sweetie. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Now, Rache, I think I have come up with the one job that even in uh, you know the late 21st century, robots will not be doing, humans will still be doing it, regardless of how awesome technology becomes. Mm-hmm. This is not a Paul and Rach tech time segment. Okay, yes. This is just, you know, P- Paul and Rach into the future. <laughs> <laughs> the people who collect trolleys at your local shops will never be done by a robot. Yeah. It'll always be done by a really angry person. Aren't they really? And they, I reckon if you have one of those trolley collectors come past you and you mm. see a row of trolley, get the f*** out of the oh, way. They don't care. They do not give a shit yeah. and they will ram that row of trolleys into you, not even give yeah. it a second glance. You could be dead lying <laughs> underneath all those trolleys and they just push it right up into coals and get on with the it's next like, load. Yeah, I don't care. I've got stuff to do. See, I look, I have sympathy for them on this level. Obviously, they would think that the world is full of human garbage Mm -hmm. because despite the fact that we have all lived for generations now with trolley collection points and big bloody signs that say, please put your trolley here, Mm -hmm. people just leave them wherever they want to and let alone the dickheads who take them home. Oh, yeah. Stupidity. You are a prick if you put a trolley in an empty car space Yes. Oh, God. Yes. I just think, what a dick move. And I will not sit here and say, you know, hear you say, oh, I put it in the little space in between the car spots and it just rolled in. No, it didn't, you douchebag. The idea of just walking around, just leaving it in random Mm. places. I know that people like this idea that even though we're not royalty, that there are some people in our society who are our servants. Yeah. Stop being quits. Yeah. Just put the trolleys away. (laughs) Although sometimes... Full disclosure, oh. I will, you know... I like when you stroke your moustache like that. <laughs> I, you know how the car spaces will be one next to each other yeah. and then sometimes you'll have a big pylon and there'll be like oh. sort of a trolley-sized oh. <laughs> space oh. and it's could be interpreted Jeez. as another trolley deposit Somebody point. Somebody fell off their high horse. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach.
Now, while we want you to follow at Paul and Rach, you should also follow at Rachel Corbett and at PM on air for our private individual feeds. Very true. Uh, I would like, we were talking uh, a couple of podcasts ago about flying uh, with people and getting stuck on planes. Oh. I found a story this week about possibly the worst person to sit next to on a plane ever. Mr. Methane? <laughs> Yes. I, I wonder if Mr. Methane can do it on cue and it's like whether they smell. Well, this is funny because I was actually listening to some Mr. Methane old YouTube stuff, Martin yeah. Lloyd stuff, and he claims not. No. But also it's the whole intake of air oh, that yeah. is on. But I had a girlfriend of mine who could do it up the other one. <laughs> <laughs> she could just, really? yeah. She could just, she could, she could absorb. It some was air. intake, outtake, intake, outtake. But the most amusing thing about it was watching the way she had to sort of cock her hips. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to <laughs> take it all in. <laughs> How did she show you this? Well, she would just like obviously just sit there and just do it. Oh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was wow. very, very oh, weird. Hi, <laughs> so this woman uh, was on a flight uh, to Florida, I believe, and she uh, started to get a little concerned about flying. Oh, and a little something something was building. A little something something was building and uh, one of the other people in the plane took a video. Imagine sitting next to this. <laughs> What? Dodger receiver. Dodger receiver. Dodger receiver. Dodger receiver. Dodger receiver. No. Dodger receiver. Oh God, God. you receive her? No, God, you're my savior. Oh right, I'm saying. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Permission to annoy you slightly. Well, you're in my own house. <laughs> you are basically my wife. <laughs> I uh, go to a delightful hair salon, but some would say there's an element of wank to it. Oh. The person that I go to within the hair salon, not wanky at all. And to be honest, they're all really delightful. But I can imagine from the outside looking at it, might, it might look a bit wanky. But there was a little wankiness that went on the other day when I went in there when one of the guys that uh, does uh, my hair said to me that One he, of the guys. <laughs> one of the what, guys. you have a pit crew? <laughs> I have a glam squad. <laughs> so he couldn't wash uh, my hair at the time. He said, oh, I'll get somebody else to do it because I've got to go upstairs and do a hair ceremony. Oh, 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 oh stop it. Now. What's a hair ceremony? Essentially, oh, essentially it, it's a f***ing shampoo and condition and then a longer massage. But. The wankery of calling it a hair ceremony. Well, but that all I'm thinking there is five hundred bucks. Oh, at a minimum. like just ludicrous price. At an absolute minimum. And if you have the kind of disposable income where you can justify five, six, seven hundred dollars for a f-ing hair ceremony, and even if well, you race can, just had hate eyes. I did. If That's you can even bring eyes. yourself to call a, a hair salon and say I would like to book in for the hair ceremony and you hear those words come out of your mouth and you don't flinch, 
There is a problem. <laughs> there is a problem. Get out. Hair ceremony? Wow. I mean, this is but, the... But I'm trying to think, what, you know, trumpets? This is the one-upmanship of the sort of... Chewbacca gets a medal? This is... Well, I mean, how does it how does it manifest? All it is, I think, is some sort of, you know, yogury-style music, lights off, and a shampoo and condition that goes on for an hour. <laughs> but this is just that one-upmanship of what's yeah, the yeah, next yeah. thing that we can get people to spend money on, what's the, you know... this, And it's ridiculous. Okay, here's the game. Okay. You need to work out how cheap you can get the hair ceremony for. Yes. And I will pay for the hair ceremony. <laughs> so you can come back and tell us in some detail about the hair ceremony. Well, this worked in my favour, didn't it? Oh, <laughs> you are my wife. Keep <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. What are your thoughts on Kate Upton? Uh, I'm all in. Are you? I uh, have I'm, no idea what the obsession is. I mean, I um, know the buzzies. Thank you. But didn't you see... Case she, closed. She came out during the week and said, I just wish I didn't have such big yeah. boobs. I thought of you, actually, when she read that, only because I was thinking, if there's one human being Rachel's going to hate, is this person who's going, who's famous for, for the something, yes. then tr- then saying they don't want them as a way of talking about Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. I just wish some days that I could wake up and like wear like strappy singlets. Oh, my God, that must be so tough for you and your millions of... But here's the thing, though. I mean, is she ridiculously buzzied by normal women's standard, or is she like movie thin with normal boobs? Like, like I don't know. You see, the thing is, I can't work out. I I get the Terry Richardson dancing video where she did the Dougie. Have you seen that? Mm. You know, I get why that's sexy. Okay, I get that. I get in some of the photos that she definitely looks hot. But at other times, she just looks a bit unkempt. Well, absolutely. Sometimes she looks like a prawn. Yeah, and like sometimes, sometimes she and looks, looks like... A bit dirty. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like I'm she's just shoved a couple of Big Macs in her mouth and she's sitting on the couch watching... You know, like She just seems a bit not healthy and... We have been here before. Mm. She is teetering into the Jessica Simpson territory. Because yes. remember when Jessica Simpson did that, you know, boots are made for walking. Just oh, God, <laughs> that bloody car wash thing with that. Oh, but hello. the problem is, and this is the thing, when you are super attractive and everyone's going, oh, my God, you're super attractive. Oh, my God, you're super attractive. Oh, my God, you're super attractive. One of two things happens. One, you become obsessed with the idea of maintaining that, yes. which means thinner and thinner and plastic surgery. Or it's, well, I'm kind of awesome, yes. so I can just I can just cheat a little bit. She, I don't want her to be, like, super skinny. I think she's got a beautiful – but she just, to me, seems like somebody – who doesn't take care of herself. And I find that a bit unattractive. Did you see the photo shoot that they did with her in Zero Gravity? Oh, no. Oh, God. What is she doing? (laughs) By the way, if you type in Kate Upton nude, most of those are not real. Oh, really? Is they fake? What about the one on the left? Is that her? That? Yeah. Let's have a look. I mean, she's got a pretty good body, that's for sure. Well, and the one thing I will say too is Mm. that uh, there is a difference in size. Oh, between left and right. But yeah. that's the classic for, for ladies. They're normal. Yeah. They were, we, I, you know, this is the thing, interesting thing. That used to be a source of real embarrassment in your teens. You know, you thought that was really weird. And although that lady there with the buzzies doesn't have different sizes. Go back up. I'm now on a Russian porn site. <laughs> How did that happen? How did this podcast turn into... Well, look, oh, my God. There's a fake picture of Kate... Oh, What's Kate her name? Um, Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson allegedly in an adult film. Not true. How did this podcast become <laughs> just <laughs> sitting at my house searching for pornography? Well, looking up pornos. Let me show you the uh, zero gravity. <laughs> I do love a fake oh, porn God. shot where they just put That's like an actress's face. 
That's really good photoshopping. On something. There's a bad one, another one of Kate Hudson that was just worth showing. Oh, wow. I just don't think Kate Hudson would do that. No, I'm pretty sure her mother would disapprove. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so this is Kate Upton. There's like 85,000 people in this zero-gravity chamber. They're all lying down. And then the uh, they're actually in the air. They're actually flying. Mm-hmm. There she goes. So they start filming her for Sports Illustrated. Wow. In zero gravity. Is this doing much for you? Yep. <laughs> She's pretty cute. Okay, I'm doing that thing where a bloke's voice changes. You know, when a bloke, when, it, when a band's just perving, he goes from fully attentive to wow. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, I'm guessing we'll have to do a few more breaks because we won't be able to get up from the table soon. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Appropriate to our last conversation, though, would be Rach's story time. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> My goodness. You just keep in your mind uh, Kate Upton in zero gravity. Okay, uh, that, can, can that be the code word this week? Can Rach's oh. story time, the word be... Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Yeah. Sure it can. All right, let's... Because uh, then when it says, she showed me her Kate Uptons. <laughs> you can really visualise it. You know what you're talking about. This is how we end our podcast each and every week where Rachel reads a story from Picture Magazine and uh, supposedly you pick the, the the keywords, but we've kind of overruled that more times than not. And this is the only week that I've actually remembered to put something on the oh. Facebook page. Oh, well, for next week. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, next week on the podcast, we're doing ear candles. Oh, yes. So. I've given the ear candles to Paulie, so we will do a review. Uh, so shall I uh, read a little story? Please. Here we go. <laughs> Mellow Yellow. Goodness, she's got her boobies out, doesn't she? Yeah, well, funnily enough, in Picture Magazine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Today's story is titled Sick Kate Upton. <laughs> <laughs> The missus and I have been heaps busy recently, so haven't had the Kate Uptons we both enjoy so much. We decided to fix this by both chucking sickies to spend a day between the sheets. Good on you. The morning started well, sleeping in before I woke up to Kayla. Kate Uptoning my Kate Upton. Hey! <laughs> this jolted me awake as she enthusiastically Kate Upton my Kate Upton and Kate Upton my Kate Uptons. Wow. After five minutes of an intense Kate Uptony Kate Upton. She's not very subtle in this story. <laughs> This is all quite mechanical. I d- Kate Upton. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, that's the first beep in Rachel's story time. Where even the code word didn't hide anything. And she Kate Upton, the Kate Upton. After that, I made Kayla Kate Upton twice in a row from Kate Uptoning her Kate Upton. I was raring to Kate Upton my Kate Upton into her Kate Upton, so I got. Uh, Kate Upton and Kate Upton into uh, Kate Upton. (laughs) This is a bad code word. I'm so sorry. I Kate Upton furiously till my Kate Upton. Oh, Kate Upton, Kate Upton, Kate Upton. (laughs) I can't even say that. We rested for about 20 minutes before I got Kate Upton again. This time I Kate Upton, Kayla, Kate Upton, Kate Upton. I can't say any of this. In my head, I'm literally just thinking Sky News, Sky News, Sky News. That's when we do the plug. (laughs) Now. (laughs) See you next week. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Do you want to make love? Or do you just want to fool around? I guarantee you.
do 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 do